Once again, a Christian could say, well, I, I don't want to stand up. I just want my faith and I want to keep to myself. You can't do that. Jesus says, you no more can take a city on a hill and make it hidden or put a bowl over a lamp and hide it. As a Christian, you have faith and faith speaks to this world. Everyone knows this is a Christian congregation. Everyone knows that you bear the name of Christ and so you stand out in this world, whether you want to or not. But when this happens, when, when God's people no longer want to stand out, our purpose in life is lost. So are we. We don't want to stand out as a salt of the earth. The following is from Rock of Ages, Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Reaching out with rock-solid hope in rim country. Matthew 5, 13-20, February 9th. 2020. You know, when children first start to talk, sometimes it'd be hard to understand, right? So much so that I think only a mom or a dad or maybe a sibling can interpret what they're trying to say. Kind of that way when they start to draw too, right? Their, their picture might be made out and they know what they're making, but you don't quite know what it is. So maybe they explain it to you. Oh, that's a a nice, that's a nice horse that you drew. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, okay. Yes, I see. That's a nice dinosaur. Some of us never outgrow that stage of drawing. I have to explain quite often to my Bible class students when I'm drawing something for them. Yeah, this, this squiggly chair, that, that's a throne. They couldn't afford straight thrones in that kingdom. And, oh, this guy here with his hands up? That, that, that's a priest, uh, He's praying. It's a stick man priest. Oh, and you see that squiggly line? That's a serpent. Devil. He's always been crooked. But, you know, as creators, we get to explain what we've created. And we get to decide and determine what it is created to be, right? I want you to step back and look at the, the bigger picture. What about this world? What about us? What are we made to be? Well, we should ask the one who made us. Prophet Isaiah says, You, God, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter. We are the works of your hands. So if we want to know what we are made to be, we need to ask our God. We continue this morning our series on being made new, a new year, a new you. As we look how God has made us new as his disciples. We see that this morning, as we look at the pictures given for us, Matthew chapter 5, as we continue through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Jesus describes his disciples really here with two main pictures. He says, you are the salt of the earth. And notice he, he's not saying here, become the salt of the earth. He's saying, you are the salt of the earth. Because that's what he's made us to be as his disciples. And as his disciples, as salt of the earth, our, our purpose in life is very clear, is to stand out. Though today maybe we don't value salt quite as much as people have in years past, in Jesus' time, salt was highly valued. We know salt is indispensable. For Jesus' hearers, it was one of the, the few things that they had for actually preserving food so that it wouldn't perish and become rotten. Salt has an effect, an influence, 
on everything it comes in contact with. So it is with you as God has made you to be the salt of the earth. It's always been this way. Consider how God considered this whole world, the world, fit for destruction. And he destroyed it. Worthy as only being completely wiped out, except for the eight who remained salt, the eight who through faith in him remained righteous. And when God destroyed by raining down fire from heaven on the plains of Sodom and Gomorrah and the plain of Shinar, he did that because he was worthy only of destruction. And not even ten, not even ten disciples, believers could be found in them. So still today, the church, Christians cry out, Lord, have mercy on me and on this dying world. And daily, God answers that prayer in mercy and in patience for this world. You have an influence on this world. You have been made to be the salt of the earth. Dare a Christian ever toss aside that value? Jesus says, if salt loses its saltliness, then it's only worthy of being tossed out and trampled. Of course, Jesus knows salt is salt, and Salt doesn't change its nature. But that all the more heightens the fact of what happens when a Christian tosses aside what God has made them to be for something else. In favor of the, the world and what the world offers, they toss aside godly living and they toss aside what makes them different, the word of God. Sadly, some Christians and some Christian bodies, in order to be more palatable to the world, have, rather than changing the world, changed their teaching. In order that the, the sting of God's law doesn't become so hard to swallow, they, they water down the word of God. And in doing so, they think that they're going to increase and make an influence on this world, but they don't. They might have more people flocking to their churches to taste the food that they offer, but when a Christian congregation ceases to be different from this world, it ceases care about its purpose and what it is. And this can happen with us too, right? We might want to dress or talk or act like the world around us. And instead of influencing the world, we want to be influenced by the world. And rather than standing out as God made us to, we might want to blend in. And so we, we push aside God's will and his word. Instead of being different, we just desire to blend in. But when this happens, when, when God's people no longer want to stand out, our purpose in life is lost. So are we. if We don't want to stand out as a salt of the earth. Jesus gives a, a second picture. This one he says, you are the light of the world. Notice once again, he, he's not saying be a brighter light. For now is your chance to shine, be a light. He says, you are the light of the world. He has made us to be a light. He's positioned us to stand out. And make no mistake, we do stand out because this world is lost in the darkness of sin. As enemies of God, stumbling in the darkness, this world hates the light and stumbles about in wickedness and rebellion. The Apostle Peter says, this is a crooked and depraved generation in this world. So it is today. You will stand out as a light in this world. A light which, yes, shines on the darkness of sin, but also a light that shines the light of the gospel into the world. 
in the light of forgiveness. Once again, a Christian could say, well, I, I don't want to stand up. I just want my faith and I want to keep to myself. You can't do that. Jesus says you no more can take a city on a hill and make it hidden or put a bowl over a lamp and hide it. As a Christian, you have faith and faith speaks to this world. Everyone knows this is a Christian congregation. Everyone knows that you bear the name of Christ and so you stand out in this world whether you want to or not. Could you imagine a Christian, maybe a, a Christian father or parent that sees one of their children stumbling in the darkness of sin but decides they don't want to stand out or say anything so they, they do nothing. They make no influence on their life but allow them to stumble in darkness. Or could you imagine even worse yet, a Christian who sees one of their children caught in the web of sin and its deceit and struggling, yearning for forgiveness and relief. That Christian parent or friend says nothing to shine the light of the gospel. You are the light of the world. God has called on you as, as his people to let his message be known. And yes, sometimes the world hates that because the world recognizes Christians stand out and make their sin and our own sin stand out. But we also shine the gospel. And yes, sometimes the bitterness of being salt of the earth might stand out in someone in their life and the, the taste might be something they want to reject. But the preserving value and the shining light of the gospel is there as well. God has made you to stand out. Wouldn't it be sad if Christians, instead of standing out as light in the world, decided they, they didn't want to? What if instead of taking the, the Bible and making it shine in their lives, they, they put it on the bottom shelf and never let their Bible see the light of day? How long do you think that they would shine as a light in this world? And how long do you think it wouldn't be until they stop influencing the world but become influenced by it? How long can such a light last that puts out the fire of the Holy Spirit and says it desires sin rather than to stand out in this world? That it desires to ignore and water down God's love rather than to cling to the gospel? Sadly, if we set aside our position as light our purpose in life, once again, is lost. So are we, if we don't desire to be the light of the world. And when Jesus speaks of this, he doesn't say, you're salt and you're light, so people can praise you and say that you're a pretty good person. No, we see, he says, do these things so that they may see your good deeds and they may praise your Father in heaven. Your purpose in life is not to glorify self or to show others how great you are. Your purpose in life is to let them see the God that you reflect. Think of yourself as a canvas. When you look at the canvas of your life, what do people see? Do they see it smeared with the influence of this world? Or do they see it reflecting the image of God? A canvas that displays compassion, justice, mercy, and love of your Father in heaven? Or do they see you rather influenced and smeared by this world, blending in with the rest? You are the salt and light. And notice too, Jesus doesn't say, we become the salt and light by watering down God's word to make it easier to, to be different from the world. Many sadly fall into this trap. 
as the Pharisees in Jesus stated. They created so many man-made laws and rules to say, I'm pretty good, I'm, I shine pretty bright because they changed God's law. What Jesus says is to be the salt and light is, is not easy. It is to stand out so much in this world because God says not a, even smallest stroke of a pen will disappear from God's word. He says, not even, it's what is equivalent to probably the, the line on a cue in the English language. Not even the least stroke of a pen, as it's translated, will disappear from God's word. We don't become or live as salt and light by changing God's word to make it an easy law to keep. No, God wants us to take his law seriously. And he says, whoever changes even the least of these commandments will be the least in the kingdom of God. And he wants us to take that law so seriously impresses on us just how far off base we are if we think we, of our own power, have become salt and light in this world. He says, unless your righteousness, unless you stand out so much, unless it surpasses that of the Pharisees, I tell you, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of God. In other words, we can't, by our own position, by our own doing, become the salt and light which God has made us. We cannot stand out in this world by our own strength or power. Impossible. I'm told the Pharisees even added 600 extra rules on top of God's commands so that they could think they were standing out. No, we have to take God's law seriously. And if we do, we recognize we don't deserve to be put on a pedestal. We don't deserve to shine or make an influence on this world. But if we take God's gospel seriously, we see he has made you new, taking away every blemish, everything bitter and wrong, every darkness. God has made you new in Christ. He has forgiven all of your sins so that you do stand out in this world. Not as one who is under the burden of the law to try to keep yourself from its curse, but one who lives freed from the law to shine and reflect the love of a God for you was put you to be his wonderful, wonderful creation. We read, as we read earlier, that God has brought you from darkness into his wonderful light. It's in that light that you shine. Because there is one who was able to make an influence, a lasting influence on this world. That one who himself came into this dark world. Jesus, he alone was able to carry out what we could not perfectly living and influencing this world for the good. Jesus came to fulfill every part of God's law, perfection. He said, I have come to fulfill God's word. And that perfect righteousness is credited to you who trust in him. And through faith in Christ, as a disciple of him, you have been made different from this world. You stand out as one who is pardoned and forgiven and who now lives for an altogether new purpose. Your purpose in life is clear. It is to glorify the God who has set you free from sin and its curse, made you to shine as his own. Live in that light. When a Christian, whether they be a bus driver or a banker, it doesn't matter, but when a Christian lives in the light, they point to the light that has brought them to be new, with forgiveness and new life. When you, in, in any part of your life, glorify God and you live in glory to his name, you are shining as a light in this dark world because God has made you to be a light as his forgiven and freed people. 
when a, a Christian decides that they're going to honor marriage, not just by being married, but by living without argument and living in peace and in love with their spouse. They shine as a, a light, an influence on their family and on the world around them. When a Christian decides that they're going to, to discipline their children so that their children don't become rotten, but rather that they're seasoned and that they hear the light of the gospel and forgiveness too and have a new life. They make an influence on this world. They stand out. And when a Christian comforts those who are burdened by sin and shines the light of the gospel, they make an influence on this world and serve as the light of the world, pointing to the glory of God. Apostle Paul urges believers as he says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. You are the light. You are the salt. I don't know if you consider yourself an artist, if your drawings are that great or not, or musician, or whatever it is you might create. But consider this. You are a new creation. God has made you new. And he set you free from sin and its curse that you can shine, guided by his word, and giving glory as you shine the light of the gospel. Shine on this world. The new you. Amen.